Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. Got a big sports weekend coming up. Dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock talking sports and more. We are more than happy to have that conversation with you, our outstanding listener out there. Feel free to dial it in at any point over the next 58 minutes and 12 seconds. Upon which we don't these airwaves, you can dial it up at 1-888-463-67. 48, again, our phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. I've been bad sports talk host. Have not watched the early rounds of the NBA Finals. I'll be the first to admit it. I could uh, lie about it if I want, but no. Really did not watch uh, the the, uh, last Miami Heat game either. The controversy game against the Celtics. Big Dog gave us a little bit of that. But uh, Spurs' 20-game win streak ends yesterday. We'll talk about that. Oklahoma City lives for yet another day. A little bit of music. From David Olson, our producer in the TalkZone.com music archives, and then we'll start to show up. By the way, I loosely lose, use that term musical archives. Not sure how big our archives here at the TalkZone.com. Either that or that's David's favorite song. But uh, at any rate, uh, Friday edition of the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic show. By the way, I got to bring this up. You're waiting for the big dog to check in. David, did you see the story? I, I just read this like five minutes before coming on the show. The Vanderbilt football coach? I don't know all the details on the story. Well, you will. Uh, unless I'm missing something, this story has to, and I pardon the pun here, but this story has to have legs. I mean, I was just either that or there's something more to it. This is blatant. Blatant. I mean, the, the females of Tennessee are going to be uh, uh, amassing on the on the doorsteps of one James Franklin. I think he's the new football coach. But I think he's the new head coach of Vanderbilt in an interview on a Tennessee radio station. Franklin admitted that he checks out prospective employees, i.e. assistant coaches. Better has. They're better has before going further in the hiring process. Now, maybe there could be a little, you know, misnomer there, a slip up. But he, I mean, he doesn't even hide the fact. In quotes, I've been saying for a long time, I will not hire an assistant coach until I've seen his wife. If she looks the part and she's a D1 recruit, are you kidding me? He's tweeting this? The head football coach? Knucklehead University. That's part of the deal, he says. There's a very strong correlation between having confidence and going up and talking to women and being quick on your feet and having some personality and confidence and being fun and articulate, which would make a good assistant coach. Wow. There's a little bit more wow. to it, but that, that, that's unbelievable. All right, we got that on the... It's about time somebody stepped up and said it, coach. Yeah, it's about... I am yeah, yeah. and tired... Of people not saying what is truth in the world. Yeah, I hope it's you're being. Time. I hope. I hope you're being sarcastic. The voice you're hearing, folks, so my good partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, checking in. And if you're not being sarcastic, if you're not being humorous, then I'm going to stomp all over you, my friend. How are you, big dog? I, I will. I will handle the stomping. 
I will just uh, just to remind you who what team over the last like fifteen years in baseball has done the best with the the fewest amount in terms of finding players and turning them into professional baseball players, even though their organization has no freaking money. Uh, two come to mind: the Minnesota Twins and the St. Louis Cardinal. Okay, well, the the St. Louis Cardinals uh, have more money than God. That's like the biggest freaking joke in the world. Okay, and the Minnesota Twins actually is one of them. The Oakland A's. As a matter of fact, the no, Oakland point. A's have so little money that they actually made a movie about the fact that these guys have no money, yeah. yet they continually find player after player. Well, you know what the, the magic's what worn off a little bit, are? but. Oh, it, it's worn off a little bit. Do you know what one of their philosophies are as an organization? What's that? Find out what the girlfriend looks like, and if they're ugly, they don't they don't take them. And if you think I'm kidding, you're crazy, Coach. Uh, where where have you seen that philosophy? Because I do, I don't think in you're kidding, book, but I think Money you're wrong. Ball, in the book Moneyball, I read Moneyball. The movie Moneyball. I watched. They say they say directly the kid will not play because he's got an ugly girlfriend. I, I, I saw the movie and I read the book. I don't recall and that. you partic- don't remember that. That's my point is I talk to you every single freaking day and it's like <laughs> I'm talking to a wall constantly. Okay? The fact that you can miss that in the whole entire movie, you walk out, oh, what a great movie. What a sentimental. Well, the fact is that same movie you thought was so great and so sentimental had the same philosophy that you're upset about right now. So, Please, from now on, be a little more consistent. Yeah, well, but they I'm sure in that movie or in the book or when it was said by whatever personnel in the Oakland A administration was done with ter- tongue firmly implanted in cheek. No, they weren't no, for real about it, Big no, Duck. Come on. No, it wasn't. Oh. They, so here's the thing. They were like, if you're stuck between two prospects, don't know which one to take, you go with the one with the hotter girlfriend because they're smarter and they have more confidence. And I am not making this up. Read yep. the book again and watch the movie again. I'm, I'm, so I was I, again, I'm, firmly, I was joking firmly tongue in cheek, but all I'm saying is it's funny is that guy tells the truth and now he's in trouble. All he had to do is he can thoroughly believe that, but if he says it, he's in trouble. That's what I hate about the United States of America and this bogus political correctness yep. is the simple fact the guy says the absolute truth and ugly people get offended. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I I actually, I I am, I jokingly, I would never say that in public because I wouldn't have enough guts to say anything like that in public. You wouldn't have enough stupidity to say anything like that in public. If I were the Vanderbilt president, this guy would be done as my head coach right now. First of all, it has no truth factor at all. It's a completely ridiculous comment. You're making making it out to be like it's a, oh, yeah, well, you know, people don't say it, but it's true. What are you talking about, Big Dog? There's not not an iota of truth to that. Hold on one second. If you don't think it's true that a 17-year-old boy meets a coach with a real hot wife and another coach with an ugly wife, that he will not be more inclined to listen to the no, coach with the hot wife. He will not. I, if you, Wait, you, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you. My answer to that my answer to that is no. I don't I don't <laughs> think that's correct at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you're also you also believe that the government will come in and, and everybody in the government's good people and they're out for our best interest too. So Seven, that's that's Another fact. Nah, that is true. You, you've been big dog. You've been watching too many. Woman and be like, wow. You're watching wow. too many Fantasia things on Channel 454 late at night. I don't even watch television. Okay, it's, so that's ridiculous. Well, I don't know. Maybe We're you're talking truth, Coach. I know. I know you. I know you're Mr. Sensitivity, and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Nah. 
I personally would choose whatever coach is best for me, okay? I am laughing about the fact and making a joke that, you know what, that guy is an idiot and shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have. But there's truth in it. And if there's you don't think there's truth in truth. it, you Coach, dog, come there's on. not truth. In there's it. not truth. You are totally missing. The whole entire world is flying past. No, you. I think you are completely you, you, missing. Your, your rose-colored glasses need to be cleaned. <laughs> oh, come on, big dog. Well, well pe- Coach, pe- you people that have that better-looking wives are going to be better. By a hot chick. What, what a bunch of crap, Paula. What a oh, bunch! Of, I'm, you're I'm you're telling me people in in sports live in the real world. You're telling me live in the real world. You're telling me people in sports. Or people in business. A 17-year-old boy will be influenced by a hot woman. Is my, is my microphone on? Is the real world. Hello? Testing one. Is my microphone on? All right, let me see if I can get a word in now. Big dog, are you telling me in business, sports, or under any other area in life that the attractiveness of one's girlfriend or wife is going to be a factor on how effective they are in the job? Are you you're going to yes, come on the absolutely. airwaves and say that? Completely. What? No, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on. Whether... The, I'll get everything else involved in it. Absolutely yes. Oh, that's Coach, completely. If you don't think if you don't you, think that beautiful people have some type of an no. advantage, you're completely eh, off your rocker. Eh. You've you've said a lot of wacko things in the ten years, big dog. No, this no, might no, be right on the top no, of it. If Chris Whitting, our general manager, were here right now, if our commander in chief were here right now, I'd recommend that he would fire your ass on the spot. I got to be honest, a lot of stuff that you said to me lately it makes it very difficult to come on this show. <laughs> what have I said to no, you no, lately? I'm being, totally, I'm being totally serious about. Well, this. good. What have I said that lately that made you so ridiculous? Give All me... you have to say is this: you know what? There's a lot of truth in what he said, but why is he too stupid to actually say that in public? That's a, if you would have said that, hey, you know what? But you, no. oh, it doesn't matter whatsoever. It doesn't. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a completely. Right, it doesn't matter whatsoever. I think yeah, it's I, a completely idiotic comment. I don't think there's any truth to it at what, okay. all. So, sorry, what that's is, my opinion. I think a lot is, of other people would feel the same way. And most people live in a world of rose-colored glasses. Oh, what they need to come say, on, big dog. Oh, are you trying to tell me that uh, when a guy walks in with a beautiful woman, he doesn't get more respect than a guy that walks in with someone that isn't? Yeah, for the if most part, really, that's exactly what... If you really what... say that, Coach, if you honestly think that if a man walks into a room, I'm not talking about your personal opinion. You're Mr. Sensitivity. You would never, <laughs> ever have a prejudice or a stereotype in your life. Uh-huh. Okay, but if you think the other 99% of the world that doesn't see the world like you isn't a little impressed when they see the hot chick as opposed to the fat girl or the ugly girl. I'm not being rude to these people, mm-hmm. mind you. I'm talking okay. real life, Coach. You are missing out. So what's oh, your no, what's no, your no, hold on? Let me res- guy doesn't have an advantage hold by on. bringing in his ten wife. Let me respond to your comment here. I will agree with you to the minuscule point that okay, you walk into a room, you walk into the bar, their girlfriend's beautiful. All right. Maybe on some guy testosterone level, you get a little bit of impressed. But as far as hiring someone and the effectiveness of what they're going to do or anything like that, I don't. I think ninety-eight percent of the people would would say you're crazy. Coach, I am not crazy. Okay, the simple fact is this: assistant football coach. Who does he work with? Hmm. Well, assistant football coach at Vanderbilt would be working with 18- to 22-year-old boys. Yeah, what does that have to do with it? What does that have to do with it? Yes. You said the word, oh, yeah, guys goofed up on testosterone. You know what? No, big dog. Yes, yes, it's true. Coach, I am telling you it is true. I'm telling you, big dog, I coach. I've seen all kinds of situations. The kids respect 
coaches who respect them, who have knowledgeable, who know how to work with kids. I've seen ugly, uh-huh. not good-looking guys or girls be great coaches, and I've seen some of the best-looking guys or girls, and the players don't like them. It has nothing to do with their looks. I think you're way totally, off base on this. I totally agree with that, whether you're a good coach or bad Well, coach, if you I'm agree with that, that, then what, what are we having this argument about? Because you don't see the actual the base of what he's saying, the actual argument. You, a guy comes to a campus, hey, I'm deciding whether I'm going to go to uh, Vanderbilt or Temple or Kentucky. Oh, my God, who's this? Oh, this is my wife. Oh, really? No. You don't think, you know, you know what the sad thing is, is I am actually admitting weaknesses of boys and men, but you yeah. don't get that. You, well, you, oh, no, no, no. no. Men normally, would never be that chauvinist. Men would never be that base. Normally, I appreciate. Normally, I do. Okay, they do. Normally, and, and, and I instead have, of in, instead of you know being Mister Softy, you can see you know what there's a lot of wrong with the world, and that's one of them. But instead, you turn it into that would never happen. People don't ever think that way. Okay, yeah, that's right, Mister Open Minded. All right, I'll try to respond to that. Normally, I do agree with your openness, and I. I uh, tend to take your side when you do it. I just think in this particular instance, you are way, way, way off base on this particular okay, one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly why the Oakland A's had that in their philosophy of the deciding factor, the deciding factor between prospects is who had the hotter girlfriend. Yeah. You're right. That's, I guess they, they, people don't ever think this way, Coach. You're right. Forget it. They just they just had a whole part scene and a whole movie about it. Yeah. It's the first time this has ever been brought up. Can you believe how stupid this Vanderbilt coach is to ever think that somebody would be impressed by a hot girlfriend? Yes, I think it wow. is stupid that he would wow. think that. that it's very who, stupid to Vanderbilt say it. Even execute, forget losing his job. He's a bad human being to actually consider that somebody might be impressed by yes, a hot chick. I would agree with wow. that. You're saying it in sarcasm, and I would actually agree with that. If that's his mentality, I think there's a little. A little twist in the uh, upstairs mentalia that has gone awry. I think that's a completely uh, incorrect. And, and he's not talking about recruits getting, getting. Um, I don't think that was the main part. If she looks the part and she's a D1 recruit, I think his point. There's a very strong correlation between having confidence going up and talking to women and being quick on your feet and having some personality and confidence. What he's saying is that the assistant coaches with the better looking wives are going to be. Quicker, stronger of personality, sharper guy. He's not talking about 18-year-olds getting impressed. He's talking about the assistant coaches are going to be sharper and do a better job because they got better-looking wives. Arguably one of the most ridiculous statements I've ever heard coming from a Division One coach. I'm appalled at your opinion, Big Doug. Uh, okay, first of all, you have to actually hear my opinion and not just – you hear, like, the part that I'm saying there's truth in it, then then you freak out. Oh, oh, oh. It doesn't freak you know, me out. I, I, it can't be right. It's so insensitive. It's so insensitive. How could anybody say something so insensitive? I, I will say this. First of all, you don't look at how hot the wife is because uh, I have, like, the best human being I've ever dated, and she's extremely pretty. But she's not, like, the hottest girl ever you're going to see in the world. You, you look more whether or not the person's a good person. Because trust me, I will wouldn't trade my girlfriend for anybody I've ever dated before or in the future. How about, how about Starling, Ca- Starling Castro and two uh, prospects? That's, uh, don't you love how people are just <laughs> moronic in this city? Talk about overreaction. The overre- first of all, and before you you start you lambast me, the guy shouldn't be a head football coach at the Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt University. That's ridiculous. Okay, 
I don't care if you believe that. You can't tweet something like that. What a freaking <laughs> moron to tweet something like that in yep. public. Okay, we'll, we'll agree on that. So one. Let's get let's get that straight. Okay. Yep. But there, if you are, if, if you want to be appalled or whatever, I, I, I'm not going to get upset about it, Coach. But he's not the only one who believes that. Okay, that's not the first time I've heard that argument. Okay, so sometimes when you hear stuff more than once, there might be truth in it. Maybe not. You're not going to be. You are going to be. You're not going to take anything to affect what a person looks like. All I care about is whether or not you can trust the woman and is she, does she support your dreams? Because I don't care if she's 400 pounds or 100 pounds, <laughs> ugly or, or good looking. Yeah. If she constantly berates you, I don't care. You know what? Everybody looks ugly when they keep on pointing the finger yeah. at you telling you you're wrong. Now, I don't, now, I don't you're coming over, now you're coming to my way of thinking. But the, my point is don't be so – you're so shocked like there's no truth in it. It's, it's true, Coach. There are yeah. some people that flat out will respect somebody more because they have a good-looking wife. Yeah, and, but they're but they're and, wrong. And you know I'm not, I'm, I never denied that people might do that. What I'm saying is they're wrong. It's incorrect. It's a stupid thought process. By the way, let me throw the phone number out there. Anybody listening in the discussion like to take sides, or I don't even think there is an in-between. Uh, support the big dog. Support the coach. Anywhere in between. 888 I never denied big dog. That it doesn't exist. What I'm saying is, it's a stupid and incorrect mentality. I just, I just like the fact somebody's. First of all, he shouldn't have done it. He should lose his job. Okay, whether Vanderbilt does that or not, I could care less. It's not my football program. I'm not about to tell them what to do with their with their football program. But quite honestly, I mean, how many good African American coaches are there in in Division One? So if he gets fired, there'll be what three Division One African American coaches instead of four now? Yep. Okay, so. And whether he says something stupid, you shouldn't get off the hook just because he's African-American and all that. But uh, that, if he gets fired because of this, I guarantee you the Black Coaches Association of America are going to be down their throat in a freaking heartbeat. <laughs> Vanderbilt right now is in really bad situation. Cause they, if they fire him, I guarantee the BCAA is going to be all over them, all over them. Hmm. Every time an African-American coach gets fired, they basically they blame racism and yeah. the and lack of support from and, they, and can, if, they, if he gets fired over this, oh my goodness, we're going to get into the debate whether it's true or not that uh, a, a good-looking assistant wife. I mean, that's and you know, the guy might have been joking, but humor. People don't realize humor in uh, in Twitter. You, it's very it's that fine line. Doesn't you can't write the, sarcastic stuff. You either have to write something that's funny or something that's truthful. From the if quotes, you write something that you're trying to be sarcastic with, people read it as the truth, and they're like, "This guy's a freaking idiot." From the and quotes, how, from the quotes we see on the Twitter, Big Doe, it does not appear at all that he was kidding, or, or well, trying to put a sense of humor into it. Could be wrong, well, but it it would uh, it certainly doesn't look that way from the way the quotes read out. Yeah, so. that's, to, to have a Division One coach yep. to have such a lack of social media and know the type of buzz that's created. There's a bunch of stuff I thoroughly believe. I don't. I won't put it on Twitter because it's 140 characters, and nobody will be able to understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying. They'll immediately think that like I want the whole world to end when I just want corrupt people to be gone. You know, that's all I truly Twitter, want in the world. Twitter can be uh, limiting, no question about a dog and a coach right up until 11 o'clock. Going back to what you said before, to huff and a puff. You had said earlier comments from me had caused frustration from you. What yeah. come? 
What comments well, during the past let's week? Stay the whole, let's stay off of the whole politics, please. Let's just let's oh, stay off politics. Of okay. Yes, please, please. All right. I mean, honestly, I can't invite you to a family gathering anymore because I have an uncle that really wants to kill you. Well, you we, we ba- first of all, I just bring him up, and it's like we barely uh, even got into the discussion, so that's not really fair. But when I recall talking about the uh, uh, Obama's slip up with the. Uh, uh, no, 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 about... no, 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 no. That's that's from my Irish side. My Polish side, I don't talk to very much. The Irish side. Well, are they uh, are they upset with the my fact comments? Pro Obama. The fact that you're pro Obama, he oh, doesn't just understand pro Obama. Any, he doesn't understand how any working American would want Obama. Oh well, I don't. Well, tell you tell your uncle. I don't understand how any working American could, could not want Obama. Would want the uh, opposite <laughs> side. Oh, oh stop, just stop right there. Just stop. Just please. Let's get off of politics because I don't want to have to hammer okay. you for the next uh, thirty nine minutes. All right. Yeah. Tell Uncle to contact me. I'd be happy to discuss with him off air. Yeah, you you wouldn't have any chance, Coach. None. Oh, I think I would. No, you wouldn't. Oh this, yeah, it is, this isn't your buddies that you're emailing back and forth. Yeah, I've already got that going on. No Believe me, I can I, I can hold my own. You wouldn't have no chance because <laughs> the only chance you would have would be. But what about the little boys and girls? That'd be your only one. Nah, I don't so think so. Nice try. Have, you nice try. Now you can't put it off that sophomore. Nice try. JC Sports and Tees at AOL.com. You want to contact me, Uncle? JC Sports and Tees at AOL.com would be happy. Oh, he doesn't listen to us anymore. Huh? Never mind. Yeah, you never know. A lot of people say they don't listen. And we're, we're like, that's why I think our ratings are down so much, Big Dub. Very few people want to admit to listening to us. But I think uh, if you twisted their arm just enough, if you tickled them to the point of exhaustion, I think more people than care to admit actually listen to us, which is a scary thought. Or not. Well, uh, all I know is the White Sox are hot. The Cubs are uh, scalding at, at three games in a row. Mm-hmm. And we got there's, um, there's to talk about. Cubs taking on San Francisco four games. Now, they're going to play today, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. A four-gamer at San Francisco. Your guy, Paul Mahalo, on the mound against the beautiful curvature of Madison Bumgarner. David uh, Bumgarner's been absolutely horrible this year. The Cubs yep. actually have a win. I mean, they like they should. I know they won't be favored tonight. But I, I, like, the, I like the Cubs' chances against Madison Bumgarner. He has mm-hmm. not exactly been too good this season mm-hmm. so and hopefully we get uh slim dim Tim jimmy jim uh on the monday game because he's been horrible this year too so normally in a five-game series i'd be hoping the pitcher that we missed would be well lincecum but this year i actually want them to face him yep timmy lincecum uh, having a rare down year the first in a long time cubs uh what what is your thought on that they, they've taken tony campana out of the starting lineup big dog i know you and me are both big supporters what was the reason behind that because they had lost uh, nine games in a row with him as a starting center fielder, so they took him out. They lost three more, and now they've won three. The fact that he was he, – all he has to do is get on base, and when you're getting on base, like, 30% of the time, that's really not good enough when the longest hit you can get is a slapper to the shortstop, so you have to be on base like 35% of the time if mm-hmm. you have zero power. The fact that he's the worst – outfielder with that speed in the history of baseball. Why do you say that? I watch every Cubs game, Coach. He is an average outfielder. And it's, to see a guy with that much speed totally take the wrong angle time after time after time, Tony Campana, as much as I like the kid, is not a starting Major League outfielder yet because he's a bad defensive player and he can't hit worth a lick. He can run like the wind, 
and I love the kid, and I want his attitude on the team, and I want to keep them to keep on working with him because he has the work ethic because he's a better bunter since he came up. He's a, he's a better outfielder since he came up, but still he doesn't hit at a major league level, mm-hmm. and he doesn't field at a major league level, but he runs like an Olympic sprinter. He's got the work ethic. I want him around, but there's, if you're going to keep on putting him out in center field, you better have eight other guys that are really, really good that you can overcome his uh, inadequacies and expound on what, what he's good at. Up until so, the losing streak, he was actually, uh, you know, he was hitting, what, about 330, 340, 350 for a while. So it's not like he's completely inept with the bat. He was pounding out a few singles and doubles. Yeah, well, yeah, he he did, right when he got into the lineup, he was, and then he went on like a like a like a one for twenty five slump. And if he's not on base, he's not effective whatsoever. And I think Dale Swain was getting upset at him for how many pitches he was swinging at in the dirt. Mm-hmm. He was swinging at a lot of bad pitches, and it makes no sense because if there's anybody on the Chicago Cubs that uh, that needs to be taking walks, it would be. Uh, it would be Tony Campana, yes. and, and I think that was an issue to the organization. Is mm-hmm. This is a guy that needs to get on base any which way possible, and he's swinging yeah. at everything. All right, good analysis right there. Very nice. Got the pitching matchups in front of me, and uh, your wish is not granted. We will not see Timmy Lensico, Matt Garza, Matt Kane, and by the way, Matt Kane, I believe. Oh, no, Mike, you, you, didn't, you didn't hear what I said. Oh. I want Tim Lensico. Right. I'm saying your wish is not granted. Dang. You're not going to get Timmy Lensico. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I, I apologize. You're right. You, uh, your wish. <laughs> uh, no, I am right. Your wish is not granted. You're not going to get Timmy Lensicum. So, unfortunately, that is not true. But uh, recent sports, I think it was Sports Illustrated, Paul Big Dog amongst the players. Most underrated pitcher in baseball, and I believe the name of Matt Kane was first uh, with like 7% of the vote. The, really? Yeah. Underrated kind of goes into underappreciated. He's not underappreciated they handed, anymore. They handed him $120 yep. million, didn't they, Coach? Yes, they did. Huge yeah, contract. I, 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 I tend to put your pay also in the rating motion. You know, like underpaid, underappreciated people, that's what I call, you know, an underrated maybe the, player. Maybe the players were thinking about, you know, nationally in the mindset of the baseball fans. But anyhow, Matt Cain got that particular uh, – nomination travis wood and barry zito barry zito is still hanging in he's got to be what mid-30s with a sore right arm uh he's got a sore right arm his left arm is even worse even worse because he's a lefty ah he's a lefty when did he switch barry zito's been around for 15 years coach when did he switch (laughs) when he uh when he went left san francisco i guess a lot of people do that when they leave san fran i'll get big dog so mad dave he'll want to talk politics again all right, and Monday we got uh, – there could be more bowels in this matchup than in the history of pitching. Jeff Samarji against Ryan Vogelsong. But uh, there's your four-game mat- four series matchup, Giants against the uh, Cubs. Three-game winning streak, Big Dog. Let's hope the Cubs can – hopefully, what, a 10-game road road trip? What As an avid Cub fan, what's your goal coming back? Be realistic. Uh, five and five. It's good. We'll take that. That would be the, the – uh, the San Fran is one of those teams that I, I, I swear to you, San Francisco plays everybody at the exact same level. So whether it's the Cubs or Padres or the Dodgers or the or the Yankees, it, it seems like they just—it's like they're the same team, whoever they're playing, because they have no offense. Mm-hmm. So they try to beat everybody three to two. 
Uh, by the way, Melky Cabrera for the Giants is the hottest player in baseball, if you're not in terms of like po- the power guys right now, like Diane Visaito of the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Melky Cabrera is averaging like three hits a game the last week. Well, actually, the hardest... The hottest hitter in baseball is Carlos Gonzalez of the Colorado Rockies, who I'm playing in fantasy again this week. Hit another home run last night, that SOB. But, yeah, Melky Cabrera, <laughs> the former Royal, the former Yankee coach, he's hitting three eighty five right now. That's good in, on June 1st. This really keeps up, David Olson, in uh, about September or October, there will be a lot of babies with the first name of Melky. It's an interesting first name. Well, hey, you know, we're, we're still trying to decide on the name for the baby boy, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not David, a bad one. Sam, Jimmy, they've all been done before. I like the the, the ring of a Melky. Have, have you tried the, the Ubaldo? Try to get it before Coach uses it, David? Or how about a Enos? We're assuming it's going to be a boy, too. <laughs> Melky, could, you could go both ways with the Melky. Uh, a like little baseball you know. talk, big dog and the coach, 888-463-6748. Dial it up. We'd love to. Here from you, talking some Cubs, Sox, baseball around the league. By the way, I meant to mention yesterday, and maybe I got this wrong, but did I read another chapter in the Araldus Chapman uh, saga? Uh, what, what was this one? Because like, when you told me that one story, I freaked out about it and looked it up on the Internet and found out that it was like a month old when you had told me the last one. Well, or just to review. Worried. Just to okay. review, first he had the 93-mile-an-hour Speeding ticket on a suspended license, which is okay because you can if you can if you drive slower than you can throw a fastball, it's okay. <laughs> All right. I must have forgot to read the fine print, but uh, that's, yeah. that's okay, coach. A suspended yeah. license. And he's a professional athlete; he doesn't have to renew his driver's license. Driving okay. ninety-three. That's not good. Then there was the uh, thing in Cuba. And I don't, I, uh, maybe that maybe the proceeding started a month ago, Big Doe, but the story broke in the last week. Where I still don't have all the details. But something about uh, you know his connection for coming over to the country, intimidating a witness, some kind of court case in Cuba. So you got all that going on. I, I thought maybe I'm hallucinating here. Maybe I'm so upset over the Vanderbilt football situation that I've gone wacko. But I thought I read like a couple of days ago, Araldus chat. They they uh, found in his hotel room a woman, 26 year old woman, bound and gagged in the hotel room had been robbed. By him? No. Not by him. I'm sure they're probably investigating, but no, there was no insinuation that it was him. You, But you talk about having a bad week. 93-mile-an-hour ticket on a suspended license. You got allegations uh, coming up against the Cuban law enforcement, and all of a sudden his hotel room is robbed, and the female that was in the room is bound and gay. That's a bad week. Yeah, that's, that's a real bad week. And I'm, I, I'm, it's probably... If I was Eno Suspedes and I was all these other guys that had come over from Cuba, I'd be watching my back because it That's seems like point. really strange, suspicious things always happen to these guys. That's a good point. David, anything on the uh, Internet? or am I, am I, I could be hallucinating. You never know. I'm trying to find it. Okay. I'm trying to find it. I'll right. to keep looking. Yeah. My age might be showing, Big Dog. I might have to take a couple of days off. Well, uh, and I, t- I try to make it a point to, like, really assume people's innocence before they're proven guilty. Like, uh, like Tory Hunter's son, like the other day, is it like, uh, I'm not kidding you, on television, Tory Hunter gets a hit and they're like, well, Tory Hunter's got a lot on his, on his mind considering that his son has, uh, has a, a, a possible, they're 
what do you call it, a charge of uh, whatever I forget sexual aggravation charge yep. against him. Yep. And then immediately somebody in the room with me is like, "He raped somebody," and I'm like, "Are you serious? That's what you heard out of what the guy just said? That he was accused of sexual assault? They didn't say he raped somebody." Yeah. No, 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 no. That means he raped somebody. I was like, really? And and trust me, if he did, he deserves this. I am. I'll be the first one that says he deserves to be in jail for forever. But you got to make sure that. Yep. You never know what happened. You don't know if he was totally innocent and somebody said, let's let the facts come out yeah. before you start calling somebody a rapist. Yeah. You're exactly so. correct. And, and I don't think we need to remind people how easy of a target professional athletes or entertainers are. Anybody can accuse them and their name is Mud. So you're absolutely right. Hesitate mm-hmm. first. David Olson. Okay. Uh, Here's the deal. Uh-oh. His hotel room was robbed while he was playing a game. Yes. Okay. There was a woman in the room, apparently. Yep. Okay, and when they found her in the room, she was she was bound and gagged yeah. with napkins. She yeah. was fully clothed. Right. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't okay. insinuate. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then she was released to be with her husband. Right. But okay. that's that's a <laughs> okay. It's a bad week. It's a, yeah, it's a bad week. All right. <laughs> um, she admitted that the two of them have been dating, and that's why she was in the room, obviously. Yeah. But, so. Okay. Oof. What a uh, well. Wow. A, well, I, I, trust me, Aroldis Chapman would not be the first man to have sex with a married no, no, woman. No, yeah. I, I wasn't sport. even bringing it up yeah. from that standpoint. I was bringing it up more on the, the sadly humorous aspect of, you know, we've already had these two things, and now are you kidding me? His hotel room is robbed with this woman bound and gagged? you got to be kidding me, but uh, there it is. I, 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 to be honest with you, I'm glad she isn't hurt, but this is it's kind of funny. Maybe Aroldis Chapman is like the, the Jabal McGee of uh, – of Major League Baseball, like everywhere he goes, like a comedy of errors just keeps on happening <laughs> oh, with him, goodness. or it's just maybe just a bunch of coincidences. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, because, uh, and you know the stats better than I. Meanwhile, Big Dog, he's having a pretty good season, right? I would, I wouldn't call it pretty good. I would say right now the best relief pitcher. So no, no, there's not a doubt. So far, the best relief pitcher in the Major League through June 1st is Araldis Chapman wow. of the Reds. He is, coach. He hasn't allowed a run. He's striking out. He's about to break the Carlos Marmol record of strikeouts per nine innings. Mm-hmm. And well, I thought he's got you know two thirds of a season to go. And he's what? Well, like, he's like four and one, and has like eight saves, and hasn't and has blown one. I mean, the guy hasn't a lot of runs. The save that he blew was like an inherited runner. It was. It's, it's the guy has been just absolutely dominant so far, and he's being dominant when he's being accused of kidnapping. Uh, finding out, driving out of the license, all this other stuff, and the guy's having just a dominant season. That's the guy who can just go out to the mound and focus. Because mm-hmm. I remember being in a little bit of trouble, and I was actually out on the football field being like, oh, man, i got to go to court on Monday. And this guy's out on the court. I mean, we talk about kidnapping. I was, mine was a victimless crime. Mine is, it was because of an herb that I possessed. Okay, this guy's talking about wow, Kidnapping people. Forget the forget the bound up woman in the hotel room. Yep. If you could actually be accused of kidnapping somebody, still go out and throw 105 mile an hour heat. That's impressive, coach. <laughs> yes, David. No, looking at his stats and they're 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 impressive. They're impressive. 26 innings pitched, uh, four wins, three saves, uh, 44 strikeouts, zero ERA. Not too 44. shabby. Four, okay. He just took over for Sean Marshall a couple of days ago. Sometimes threes look like eight to me. So uh, that, that's incredible, isn't it, Coach? It's incredible. And the 44, the 44 strikeouts are in like 26 or 27, 28 innings. You know, we're not talking like 40 innings. He's striking out more than 
he's like one and a half people an inning he's striking out. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Half the people he faces, his strikeout percentage is the highest in the history of baseball. I do know that because when Marmol was striking out 16 every nine, he was walking six every nine. Aroldis Chapman isn't walking anybody. You know, that's the, the guy is the first Cuban to come over and actually live up to what he was supposed yeah. to be. Took him a while, and it's a little bit similar. I'm not saying Viseado Day and Viseado of the White Sox having quite the success, but uh, it's a little similar to Day and Viseado, you know, who came in with the big rep and struggled a little bit and now is starting to bomb the ball. But Araldus Chapman came over with the big reputation. Big, He struggled for a little bit, but obviously – Based on those stats, it looks like he has figured out Major League Baseball and now, as you said, living up to his uh, previous reputation. You know, when uh, yeah, I had never really heard Dusty talk bad about somebody. He's always really, really positive. And when they brought this kid in two years ago, they, during spring training, he couldn't throw a ball. He was just incredible. And they didn't put him on the Major League roster right away. And Dusty was like, he's like, and he basically, and you never hear him talk bad about anyone. He basically said the kid isn't mentally ready to be on the major league roster. Mm-hmm. And it, it had nothing to do with him not being able to speak English. Dusty was right. Obviously, if you think about everything that this kid has been through in two years, yes, he was somehow strong enough to get out of Cuba, but when you, heck, when he got out, he's always in trouble. So Dusty Baker actually being a little bit of a, a fortune teller on it. Let's talk some White Sox baseball. Sox with an eight-game winning streak. They are uh, hosting... If the weather holds out, hosting the Seattle Mariners, little three-game series here, red hot with the bats. They're pitching well. They're feeling well. Everything falling into place. Uh, uh, give me a near future, big dog, on how you think they're going to be doing. And, you know, we talked a fair amount of White Sox. One guy we have not talked about nearly enough, uh, partly because it's his personality, but how about first-year manager Robin Ventura and Kenny Williams taking a shot at this guy? Took some criticism so far. Ventura turning out exactly to be the kind of manager the White Sox wanted, needed. Um, I'm also going to say this, and please, I'm not knocking Major League managers or Robin Ventura, but maybe this just goes to show it's not that difficult of a job, Major League Baseball, that if you actually are a smart guy that plays the game and know how to treat people with respect and try to get the most out of them, you don't need, like, because, oh, we got to have Sandberg groomed a couple more years in the minor leagues. Not that I'm saying we should have had Sandberg as the manager of the Cubs. But it's not rocket science, people. It doesn't surprise me whatsoever that through the first two months of Robin Ventura's tenure, people are saying, hey, he's, he's, he's doing a real good job and, he, and he's a good manager. I'm not surprised whatsoever, Coach, at all, completely. And, and, and that's no knock on the, the profession, but I think managers – get way too much credit or, and or responsibility during loses or wins or whatever you want to talk yep. about. I, I, and, and it just goes to show you just try to match up your clubhouse with the personality that you want in that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Robert Ventura is going to come in. Hey, I expect this out of you guys, and we're going to do it this way, and there's going to be no drama involved in me. What I just told you is what you're going to get at the end of the year. You know, so if you're not on edge, well, Am I going to get benched today? Am I, you know, I didn't get the butt down yesterday. Is Ozzy going to scream at my children? You know, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. <laughs> How about the pitching matchup tonight? Felix Hernandez taking on Jake Peavy. Pretty good pitching matchup. Peavy, a uh, couple of more good outings. Could be an all-star candidate this year. And let's face it, who's had a better year so far this year? King Felix or Jake Peavy? Jake Peavy's been better. So it's, uh, you know, if this would have been the opening day matchup, I'd been like, wow, the Cubs, the White Sox are in trouble. But right now, 
TV fits better his first 10 starts of the season than, uh, than King Felix has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, Felix always starts out slow, and then out of nowhere he's going to go three months where his ERA is below one for like 15 starts. So for the White Sox, hopefully that doesn't start tonight. And I got two high school stories that, again, is the dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock, sports talk and more. Here on the Two Guys at a Mike Show, phone lines are always open, 888-463-6748. Got to bring these two stories up, Big Dog. One's a feel-good, and one I just read about 45 seconds ago that I have to bring up with you, and we'll call that one a controversy. First of all, the feel-good. And I was not down there, but uh, the Illinois State track meet, uh, I heard about this from someone that was there and read about it today, but how cool is this? A relay team comprised of all seniors had never been downstate, and they made it downstate. Okay? okay. And the way it works is you run on Friday the prelims of all the teams that made it down there, and if you advance uh-huh. to Saturday, you're in the final seven or the final nine, and if you're in Saturday, you automatically are all state. Okay? Okay. Now, obviously, you want to finish first, second, or third. All right, so this kid's running the third leg. I think it might have been Crete Money High School. I forget the high school. All seniors. None of them had ever been down there. None of them, this is their final chance to become, uh, you know, All-Staters and have that as a memory. The third leg, something happens. The guy trips. He runs into another runner, and bad, bad hamstring injury. He said he heard it pop. Bad leg injury in the exchange. He tumbles over to the And the I guess the uh, trainers and the first aid people and a couple of coaches come running out to him because it looked like it was a serious injury. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he's down, legs and arms up in the air, wincing in pain, as they all get near him, he starts shoving them or starts signaling to him, get away from me, get away from me, get away from me. Everybody's going like, what the heck's going on? He doesn't want anybody to touch him. Apparently, he is aware of the rule that if he is touched by the personnel, they are DQ'd, and by DQ, his team, even though they were in the final nine, does not make all state. And he, he knew they were seniors. So in all the pain, he still had the... The presence of mind, well, I think you can figure out the rest of the story after about a minute or two. The other teams are almost done with their race. This guy somehow picks himself up. Nobody helping him because they would have been DQ'd. He limps around the track trying to get the baton to the fourth runner. The crowd starts seeing what's going on. They're all cheering. It's a you know made-for-TV, made-for-movie moment. The fourth runner finishes the finish line. They finish it last by like two minutes, but each one of them make all state. How cool is that? That's awesome. That is awesome. And for the uh, three other guys that are involved in that, the guy probably aggravated his injury and it's going to hurt for a little bit longer and a lot more for a little bit longer just because he didn't totally take care of it immediately. But uh, that's that's really cool because those three guys, the school will thank him and, and guys like you and I will have memories forever, especially those people that are at the track will have a special memory. But those three guys that he made sure they got the All-State, Yep. Uh, certificate for. Yep. We'll That'll... thank him 80 years from now. When yep. these guys are in their 90s, they'll remember that moment. How about a 17 year, 18 year old kid in, in the obvious? I mean, anyone that's torn an Achilles or ripped a hamstring like he did knows the pain that you're in. And that kind of pain and that kind of emotion, having the presence of mind to understand the rule and the implications of wave the adults away. I thought that was amazing, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, oh, now, that's, that's definitely a good story. now, and maybe there's more to it. This is unbelievable. And I just read this story. It was the last game of the regular season for West Christian School, and pitcher Ryan Olson, you're aware in high school, obviously they only play seven innings. 
had a, not only a no-hitter and a perfect game, but he had struck out all 20 batters. One out away. One out away from an unbelievable 21 strikeout, 20. I don't know if that's ever been done before. At any level, they pulled him. They pulled him for the final out. The junior pitcher struck out 20 batters, but he was pulled with one batter to go so that a senior could play on senior day. Apparently it was senior day. Wow. Um, wow, 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 wow. Then you put the kid in left field. That's what something. I was thinking. And if I'm the senior in this, if I was the senior's dad, I would say to the manager, why are you doing this to my son? That kid's <laughs> going to hate my that's, son forever. That's exactly right. That, that, that's ridiculous to do that. And I, I would be like, no, I don't need to face one batter, coach. Please, just don't. No. Uh, there's a, I thought that, that's bad, coach. Yeah. That's I'm, bad. I'm all about sentiment at times. Rare time, very rare, but there are times when sentiment can overcome the sheer win and lose. For instance, Big Dog, I don't think you have a problem on senior night uh, when high schools will not start their best starting lineup, but they start all seniors. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Yeah, and you yeah. play them the first four or five minutes. Obviously, it can you know it can affect your chances to win the game. But hey, it's the one time the seniors get all get to start. Uh huh. But uh, wow, can uh, you know Is when you're no one. Hitter? If it's a perfect game, or if it's that, I don't even know what they call that. That's, oh my goodness. How, how does the kid handle it? Because that's the type of person I want in the Cubs organization. Because if that kid was like, <laughs> yeah. you know what, I want to finish this off. But it's a senior day, I understand, coach, and got off the uh, field. Please, I want him in the Cubs organization. <laughs> a kid that actually believes in his teammates. You know what I mean? Kid's name is Ryan Olson. He committed to the University of San Diego. Unbelievable. 20 strikeouts, 20. Can you imagine the manager walking to the mound, taking the long walk? The crowd is going like, what the hell? That, woo! That's got to be a very brave walk to the mound, Big Doug. I, I, I will say that. That's the one coach with a lot. But here's, <laughs> here's what I do. If you're like, well, I want to get the senior in, but he can't field anywhere. And all he can do is pitch. Doesn't matter. I don't want to mess up this guy's nose. Don't put him in left field. Absolutely. No contact. <laughs> they're, they're ahead six to nothing. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Why that guy was not put at another position. Yep. And you, and you put him in at the beginning of the inning and you say, hey, this is Chucky Simpson. He's a senior and this is his last blah, blah, blah in San Diego. And no, you don't put him into the pitch as the pitcher and all of a sudden people are booing him because he's wrecking up history. Yep. That's not a very smart. All right, now I just read another paragraph that might make a difference here. Apparently, the manager felt that pitcher Olson, the senior or the junior who was taken out, could handle that because he had seen Olson's girlfriend. Olson had a good-looking girlfriend, and he assumed because he had a good-looking girlfriend that he was strong of mind, body, and personality, and he felt comfortable removing Olson. How do you like no, that? No, no, not, not strong, quick-witted, and all that. Just because you have a high girlfriend doesn't mean you're strong-minded. It just means you have the ability to BS extremely well. And so, so what they're saying is that women have a tendency to be uh, to be charmed extremely yeah. easily. Yeah. If you didn't know where that came from, folks, go to our archives at uh, twoguysmike.com. Check out the first 15 minutes of these somewhat contentious show, and then you'll see what that was about. All right. Um, oh, I know one item we haven't mentioned, Big Dog, and it starts, I think, today, the College World Series. I know you're a huge fan. Uh, a huge fan. Huge fan. 64 been, teams, uh, so it's it's a long road because it's 64 teams. They got, what, the Super Regionals? Yeah, well, basically it's 
it, it, it's extremely difficult. What they ha- what happens is they take the top sixteen teams in the country. Yep. If you get one of those seeds, you're in real good shape, and you basically host a tournament at your university with three other schools. Yep. So if you're like the number seventeen school, you get really screwed. But if as long as you're in that top sixteen, you host a bracket of three, and whoever comes out of those bracket of four, excuse me, now you're in. Now they have 16 teams left, okay? And then it's the Super Regional. Yeah, I, I so, misspoke. I misspoke. It's the Regionals going on now, uh-huh. and you're right. And the then, Super Regionals. And then they play about two out of three yep. series yep. with those, and then the winners of that is the eight teams remaining, yes. and then, then you have the College World Series at that yep. point. Yeah, good stuff. And remember, we still have it on our bucket list, and I promise I won't talk politics the five days we're in the hotel together, but uh, we're going to go to Oklahoma City and camp out for about five days and watch – Pitch one to the final pitch of the College World Series one day, Big Doug. So that would be uh, that we were going to the College Softball World Series, which is going oh, on I'm now. Sorry. We're going In, to Oklahoma uh, City. Oklahoma City. Omaha. Yeah. So I uh, just wish we'd be going to Omaha. I've, I've reminded you of this many times. We have condominiums to stay. There's <laughs> one of Butler's buddies invited, like, uh, invited Butler down, and he's like, hey, I know a big college baseball fan. The guy's come on down. Well, I've met the guy. After hanging with him for like three days, he was like hugging me, being like, "Dude, John, I had so much fun with you. You can come down any year." <laughs> blah blah blah. And then he he saw me on Stump the Schwab. Butler went to Omaha in the College World Series last year. When they got there, the guy puts on the Stump the Schwab that I'm on, and it made all of his friends watch all three of the Stump the Schwabs. He was like, "I know this guy. I know this guy. Trust me, we can go there whenever you want to, Coach." How did uh, Butler? Uh... Was it an enjoyable experience? Did he say he loved it? Uh, well, you know, I went down there with Butler the first time. You know that we went. I went, we went down there together. It's phenomenal, coach. You would have so much fun. It's you know you watch baseball all afternoon and then you go out and you party with people from all over the country in bars. I mean, the bars in Omaha are underrated, and they basically they staff up for the two weeks of the College World Series, and the rest of the year they're like. I, I talked to one of the owners, and he's like, oh, we make half of our money in this two weeks. Wow. He's like, easily half. Wow. And he's like, the rest of the year, we're nice and slow, and it's all all good. But all of a mm-hmm. sudden, for two weeks out of the year, we have, you know, 100,000 baseball okay. fans rampage our city. Right. It, it's so much, if you love the college atmosphere, you got to get out there. And speaking of college atmosphere, did, did you did you hear what's going to happen at Soldier Field this February? Yeah, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. I was going to bring that up next topic. Rahm Emanuel trying to bring not this year. In February of thir- February of thirteen, he wants to get the. I thought I thought the Super Bowls were assigned already. No, in February of this year of thirteen, February of two thousand thirteen, uh, Soldier Field is hosting Minnesota versus Wisconsin in ice hockey. Ah. I am without question going to be there. I could care less about either school, but I do know this. I have gone to football games where the Minnesota tailgaters have been there. Very impressed. <laughs> I've been to many, many football games where Wisconsin was there. Extremely impressed about the tailgating going on. That is going to be – I'm going to – I'll be in Chinatown with Lily the Lilac. I'm walking my butt to Soldier Field, and I'm crawling home, Coach. That is – I cannot wait for an outdoor hockey game with Wisconsin versus Minnesota. All I can say is uh, no one – there's going to be more drunken white people there than at Talladega, Coach. 
Well, I can hardly wait for that. I hope oh, it's a particularly been... freezing cold day in February, too. That'll make things really entertaining. It's, uh, well, absolutely. next February is supposed to be extremely temperate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like the past winter was supposed to be uh, horrible, horrible. It was one of the easiest we had. But, David, they were... Rahm Emanuel's talking about bringing the Super Bowl to Chicago. He is, because in uh, two years, not because uh, this coming year, I believe it's in New Orleans, but the year after that, it's going to be in New York, mm-hmm. okay? And that's going to be the first outdoor Super Bowl in, I don't know, since when, in a cold climate. So it's the first that, one ever. Is it the first one ever? So that kind of opens the door for Chicago. But the one thing that's holding, the, the one chink in the armor of this whole thing is the capacity of Soldier Field. Yep. It only holds uh, 60,000 and change, and it needs to hold over 70. They should the do game. it at Mount Carmel, yeah. Mount Carmel High School, I think, and hold about 75. Oh, Dave, and it's a lot better than Soldier Field. Well, say that again, they, Big they Dog. Can't have a Super Bowl, they can't have a Super Bowl with chunks of sod flying in the air, okay? That's, it's, you know, they we're, it's like a pipe dream for the Bears uh, or the Soldier Field to actually hold a Super Bowl. Because if you think about the fact that, like, the most northern outdoor Super Bowl of all time was the one in Palo Alto, California. That, I mean, obviously Minnesota and Detroit don't count because those are domes. So New York now is the most northern one, but that's at least on the ocean. And they're hoping that the temperature is going to be in the mid-30s and won't be it won't affect play because if you start getting lower than lower than thirty, all of a sudden the temperature really starts affecting the play. Yep. But if you if you guys if you Dave's exactly right, there's ten thousand less than normal uh, than normal. It's an outdoor stadium, and in February the temperature in Chicago is usually about twenty as opposed to thirty degrees in New York. And worst and foremost, could you really play the Super Bowl in a freaking swamp that Soldier Field is? I mean, they've had grass in that stadium since 88, and they still have not been able to keep it down for more than one game. So anybody, don't waste hundreds of millions of dollars or at least tens of millions like daily wasted on the Olympics trying to get the Super Bowl here. It is a waste of time, Chicago. I absolutely waste of time. Uh, big dog, you, you just the lost. Bowl here, any, okay. any chance you had of being on the uh, Super Bowl presentation committee? I think you might have just uh, for Soldier Field. You might have just uh, wrote your own epitaph. Well, you know I can turn it, flip it all the way around. If I, if I know all that stuff off the top of my head, I could <laughs> flip it around and actually make Chicago sound like the yeah. best place to have a Super Bowl if you really wanted me to, Coach. Yeah, it's a good point. We would just have to get the godfather of Saad, Roger Boster, to leave uh, uh, U.S. Cellular Field, which has <laughs> some of the nicest grass in the freaking world, and have them take over the Chicago Park District. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand because the taxpayers of the state of Illinois have already you know, they built U.S. Cellular Field. How come uh, the Park District, the city of Chicago, can't borrow Roger Bossert for the Chicago Bears? Why can't this happen? The sod father. The, 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 he's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. the, best, the people talk about, they're like, hey, what has the best, the best field, the best grass in all of Major League Baseball? They'll be like, U.S. Cellular Field. They'll be like, well, what's the worst? They'll be like, Wrigley Field. I, I, it's in the same city. You know what I mean? And, and, and the Bears have the worst side in all... Green Bay is north of us, yet their style looks awesome every single week. I, I don't get that. I, I don't understand it. Well, I think and, our and, fine political connection with the Chicago Park District probably a good part of that. The fact that the field is owned by the Park District. But at any rate, uh, 
Uh, Big Doe, we got to sign it off for the weekend. Real quick, we got to throw some congratulations to the National Spelling Bee champion. I'm going to probably butcher her name, but uh, Snigda Nanspati, 14-year-old, wins $40,000. Uh, there were 278 people that started on Wednesday, Big Dog. She was the last one standing. Very impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. That is an awfully, awfully tough gig to get done, Coach. And the pressure. The pressure on those young kids is unbelievable. All right, Big Dog, uh, over the weekend here, we're not sure what the weather's like, but uh, the females of the city of Chicago would like to track you down, even if they don't talk to you, at least if they could gawk at you, where might they see you this weekend? Uh, I'll be on the, the Chicago River making my money, giving tours out all weekend, Coach. It's going to be an extremely busy weekend, wow. real busy weekend. So, so if females wanted to gawk at a closer uh, place, they could actually go to waterriders.com and be in the same kayak as you. Yeah, or they can just meet me at East Bank Club in a couple hours, Coach. Extra charge for groping? Uh, a, a much extra charge for groping. <laughs> Uh, have a good weekend, Big Dog. We'll talk to you Monday. Yeah, Monday, everybody. All right. Dog and the coach signing off. We'll see you Monday at 10 o'clock. Have a great weekend, everybody.